helping my athletes on the mental aspect of what they mm -hmm. were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized I didn't want to stay just in the world of swimming. I wanted to help all athletes, all performers, people in all realms with their mental performance. And that pushed me to pursue a performance psychology degree. Uh, so I got my master's in performance psychology. And that's kind of how I ended up in the role that I am now. And so uh, including the work that I do with the military, I also serve as uh, a mental performance coach for a lot of athletes on the side. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, and you have a background, though, in athletics, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah so I so swam you're... collegiately right. um, and then played a couple other sports back in, back in the day. Okay. And so mental performance coach, what exactly is the difference between, like, a mental performance coach? I mean, you talk about the military and then you have a swim background compared to, like, a sports psychologist. What's, yeah. Like, how do those two, how do those two differ? So that's actually a very important distinction. Um, a sports psychologist is someone that has a PhD um, mm -hmm. and typically is also able to do therapy. Um, okay. And they might be a certified mental performance coach um, and a therapist. And so really what they're looking at is doing both hand in hand. Um, I specifically chose to just do a master's in performance psychology because I wanted to stay uh, I wanted to keep my focus simply on the performance aspect, right? I did not want to do therapy. I didn't mm -hmm. want to mix the two uh, just because, you know, I thought I would function better that way. So the difference is as a mental performance coach, I can't do anything clinical, right? So if you have some general anxiety disorder, if you're depressed, uh, OCD, things like that, you want to go see a therapist and you could also pursue seeing a sports psychologist. Uh, but for me, it's more about working on mental skills and getting better at what you do. So it's more of an enhancement than it's kind of going above the baseline as opposed mm -hmm. to returning to that baseline. Okay. All right. That's interesting. And can you give me an example of an athlete that you've worked with in the past um, and how um, maybe why they came to you and a specific thing that you worked with them and, and overcame? Yeah. Um, so I won't specifically name any names. Uh, okay. Just because, <laughs> just but Joe, uh, Joe Swimmer. Um, yeah. So um, one athlete that I've worked with in particular um, came to me with a confidence issue. And one of the things that we worked on is grounding their confidence in tangible things and mm -hmm. also pulling the blocks, the bricks of a foundation from everything that happens. And so that includes positives that includes ne negatives and using that in an effective way to build up confidence right realizing right. that if you're trying to learn from everything that happens then you can keep building up that confidence even if the outcomes are not exactly what you desired in the first place because you're thinking more big picture and so you're really grounding your confidence in everything that happens right and mm -hmm. so that kind of helped them get over the hump. They had some great results after that. Um, but it's really cool to see because it's just that shift in perspective, uh, shift in focus of where they're trying to draw their confidence from. So it's really rewarding and fulfilling to see that happen. Well, that is, I bet. I bet it is because they do all the work physically. And then if they're missing that mental piece, um, you help them that with that. Yeah. And, and that's why... I, 
you know, it's interchangeable calling it mental performance coach, mental skills coach. But that's why I like that term, because especially if you're thinking mental skills, they're skills that you can work on. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like working with a coach like you where, you know, I'm trying to get specifically better at triathlon. I'll go to you about, you know, what do I want to do? How, how do I want to train? And it's the same, same way with mentality, mindset, and all those different topics. It's like, what are evidence-based ways that I can get better at this instead mm -hmm. of just showing up to a race and hoping that your mindset is where it needs to be or hoping that your confidence is where it needs to be or that you can deal with adversity and pressure in a good way. It's like, no, let's be proactive. Let's be intentional. Find a coach that knows the science behind it and helps mm -hmm. you and walks you through that process, right? Not any different from any of these sport coaches that we've had growing up. Right. Yeah. I know, um, you know, as a coach and as an athlete, I'll put my clients uh, through a workout session um, yeah. and having them think about, you know, where, what, where they would be in their mind during the race at the same time, you know, either on the bike or in the transition or coming out of the swim or before the swim, which is for most people, the most anxiety, um, anxiety, anxious part of the race. That's where most people have their most anxiety yeah. is, is in the swim and, and obviously before even getting in the water. So having them work on that, uh, skill, uh, but you know, in training in practice in open water practices. So very similar to that. So yeah. going back to, um, what we're here for today is, um, part one of reassessing our goals. So, um, we all know as multi-sports athletes that um, our season has is gone so far. Like no races have been happening. In fact, um, just this, uh, I think a, just this past weekend, uh, uh, Ironman Foundation has decided to reschedule uh, the world championships um, in Kona to February 6th. And the 70.3 championships um, in New Zealand are postponed indefinitely. There's no um, date right now. So that, that is a real blow to um, our triathlon community, especially those pro athletes and all those athletes who were already qualified or really looking forward to possibly qualifying. And now, you know, everything has really shifted. Um, so reassessing our goals, you know, so instead of, you know, having a pity party with a pint of ice cream, you know, maybe have that. <laughs> what can we do um, mentally as a mental performance coach? What would you say to your athletes? um, going through this tough, this tough time. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a tough time and it's a tough time for everyone. Um, but you know, you've seen how much this has impacted athletes right across the board. Um, all sports, you know, it's especially heartbreaking to see, um, for me, at least seeing these college athletes having their seasons just ended. Right. And yeah. they, don't, they never competed in their championship. It's just, it's done. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's really, really unfortunate. And you can see the various emotions that they have about that. And it's very possible to have those same emotions about races getting canceled. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of jokingly mentioned this pity party, but I think that's very real. Like, I think people are going to experience the loss of these races in various different ways. And, um, you know, one thing that comes to mind is kind of grieving about it. And yes. so you can talk about the five stages of grief where right. you have that denial, you have that anger, uh, you have the depression about it. And then hopefully you kind of go swing up and bargaining it and acceptance. But I bring that up to just 
let people know that it's okay to have all these various emotions about it. It's okay to have different emotions from someone else about it. You know, someone might almost feel relieved and you might be torn up about it and then you might switch positions in two weeks. So whatever you're feeling is okay. You know, it's, that's your starting point and it's figuring out how to move forward effectively from that point. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and so when we talk about reassessing goals, one thing that I would think about is what is it that you need right now? Right. Um, I think some people are in a position to kind of really hunker down and, and chase after the goals that they've been going on. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people, they, they might need to take a step back right? Because races have been canceled, because training doesn't look the same anymore, because you can't go to the normal places that you normally run, bike or swim. And you're almost just kind of hanging on for some normalcy. Mm -hmm. And so if if that's the case, readjustment of goals might just seem like, okay, what do I do to be in an okay mental state? Okay, physical state, okay, spiritual state, whatever it is that you need, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one side of the reassessment. The other side of the reassessment is if you are feeling okay, and if, if you feel up for it, then it's how do I adjust my goals that I've had? Maybe, you know, maybe the goals that I've had for St. George, how do I take those goals and move them towards something that's going to come up in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, it's most important that athletes realize that if they're not feeling okay with all of this, if they don't feel like they normally do, that's okay. And you need to make sure you deal with that first before you really go gung ho about, you know, pursuing these goals that you've normally had, because that actually might do more damage than good. Right. So have you been um, conversing with some of those um, collegiate athletes that have missed out on their national championships that, and, you know, for us, you know, Ironman will return. You know, triathlon yeah. will come back, but once yeah. you, if you're a senior and that was your national championship, I mean, that's really, it's, that's really heartbreaking to, to hear. Yeah, I think, it, and that's the cool part about my work is that it's all going to be completely unique to the individual, right? For some individuals, they are ready to leave the sport already and they were looking forward to starting a career and right. it might've been a tough, tough blow for them, but they kind of got over it. Uh, for other people, they were, they're still torn up about it and um, it's still hard for them to process. Um, I've seen some unique situations. I saw a couple of swim teams put on time trials for their teams so that they could still uh, race in a tapered state, oh, which cool. I'm yeah. ass- assuming triathletes understand <laughs> how important and fun that might be. Um, but, you know, when we talk about reassessment of goals or, you know, using, the past in an effective way. This isn't something that I might say to an athlete right when it happens, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking this is something that could propel them in the future, right? Not having that championship meet for them maybe allows them to channel that strong emotion and those strong feelings they had about that into pursuing another sport after college. Right. Right. Maybe it maybe it sparks that fitness journey for them. That's more personal and chasing their own goals as opposed to 
you know, kind of the goals that were given to them in college. So I think there are ways that people can grow from this, but that doesn't change that the situation was terrible and no one would wish that on anyone. But I think there are effective ways that people can use this. Now, when we talked before, you had mentioned um, a a skill or an exercise um, called controlling the controllables which sounds yeah. like this sounds like a really good opportunity to, to, to explain that because we can't control the past. Nope. Uh, but what could we control about the past? How, how do you use that skill with regards to that? Yeah. So I think this is a skill that's applicable to many different things and we'll probably keep referencing it in our three conversations, but the exercise is drawing a circle out on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and it's your circle of control. So Everything that is outside of the circle are things that are outside of your control. You can't change. Um, Everything inside of the circle, it's stuff that's completely within your control, right? Um, So in this instance of when we're talking about the past, like you mentioned, you can't change that the races were canceled, right? Right. You can't change that pools were closed for a very long time, uh, that you couldn't train like you normally could you know, you might not have access to gym. You can't change those things. However, the one thing that we do have control over is how we respond to that. We do have control about the lessons that we pull from that, mm-hmm. what we learn, what we try to apply moving forward from those hard events, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can use this exercise, but where I'd go from this practical skill is kind of journaling and examining those feelings, thoughts, emotions that you have maybe from your events getting canceled or pushed back or dealing with that uncertainty. Uh, Because I think that can give you a really good glimpse into what you want to incorporate into your present training Mm -hmm. with things kind of reopening. But also when maybe, you know, some normalcy or whatever that's going to look like, right? The new, the new normal. normal <laughs> the new normal. That I, I was trying to avoid using that term. But, <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> um, I know. You really can't. I can't think of anything better right now. But you can use those lessons to make adjustments or see what you want to apply once you get to train full go. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, if I'm thinking of St. George, um, an awesome opportunity to, for a lot of BAM athletes to race in Utah. Right. Right. Um, you know, and it's a 70.3 and, you know, it's just a race, it's a benchmark, it's to test your progress and things like that. And so what I would do is I would sit down and ask myself, why was this race so important to me? What was I looking forward to? Yeah. The why, Mm -hmm. the what, Mm -hmm. the how, all that stuff. You can, Mm -hmm. you can look at that stuff and depending on the answers you get from your reflection, you can see how you might be able to help yourself in the present, but also help yourself moving forward. So maybe an example would be, I was really looking forward to, um, having friends and family at the right. race, right? Maybe right. you're planning on a big contingent there. So maybe you could think about, okay, it's, that shows you that it's really important to kind of share 
this sport or your love mm -hmm. for the sport with your friends and family. Right. So what can you do right now to tap into that feeling or what can you do going forward with maybe races that aren't in Utah mm -hmm. to bring people aboard? Right. And mm -hmm. you'll have to get creative and it won't be exactly the same as having everyone there. But, you know, I think it is a cool opportunity to maybe tap into these things that you haven't thought about previously, or maybe you just haven't kind of brought to the forefront as much. Well, before we hopped on, you and I were talking about, um, you know, this now new normal that we're dealing with and, and how you, um, uh, your family, your extended family is yeah. all spread out. And you've had a couple of family gatherings on Zoom and you, you know, you have rules of who can talk and who can't talk, yeah. who can talk at the same time. And you mentioned that now you look at it as <clears throat> moving forward when things get back to normal and you can get together. You know that all of you won't be together, but you can still now use this Zoom or whatever to then bring in the extended family that couldn't make it to that particular gathering. So, yeah. you know, that that's how we can take the past and, you know, with, with anything is what we're doing now um, and then bring it forward into, into our new future. You know, like I said, I yeah. would not six months ago, if you told me to do a, you know, a online yoga class, I would do that. Yeah. You know, now, thank God, my yoga studio is having online classes because I would just be, you know, and you know, yeah, uh, the tri club I belong to and I coach for, bam, um, we have online uh, 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 cycling workouts. And I did a online um, strength, uh, runner strength workout with our junior group last week, which was awesome. The kids were all over the world. I think uh, one of them was in Egypt. Um, yeah. And that's an opportunity that I would have never had. Um, had it not been for this unfortunate situation that all of us are in, you know, it has brought yeah. different things to our lives that we have either avoided because they were, you know, you know, too, you know, too much time to, to, to put together, but now we have no choice. And that's why you and I are talking like this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a really good point though, because um, that's another that's just another way that you can draw lessons or to use the past. Right. So mm -hmm. you can, one of the things that you mentioned is like taking this yoga class or taking these strength classes online. And uh, you know, we were discussing how now we're more comfortable maybe doing podcasts with someone that's across from the country. Right. And right. that can serve you really well moving forward instead mm -hmm. of maybe relying on the thought that they have to be in person. And mm -hmm. so that's an example of things that you've found to like from this time period mm -hmm. that you want to integrate into My future. the future, mo moving, moving forward. Now, at the same time, you can look at things that you really don't like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an opportunity to examine why did you not like that so much? Why was the uncertainty so hard for you? Why were you so frustrated with those races getting canceled? And maybe digging into some of those thoughts to see what's there. Right. Because I can almost guarantee you, moving forward, you're, you're going to deal with some sort of adversity. It might not be a pandemic, but maybe right. it's a race getting canceled last moment. Maybe it's the uncertainty. Maybe you have an injury and you're uncertain whether you're going to be able to train for a long period of time, right? Th these themes are going to come up moving forward. And so 
this has given us a time where a lot of these emotions, thoughts bubble up that we might have to deal with anyways. So let's deal with them now. Let's try to start figuring them out now or at least be a little bit more aware of them so that when they pop up in the future, we have a game plan for them or at least we're aware of them and so they don't catch us as much off guard. So yeah, you can look at the positives. How do we integrate that? How do we get more of that? And then you can also look at the negatives and say, how do we get better at that? Or how do we build awareness around it? Yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that of, of focusing, not focusing on the negatives, but focusing on why I thought that was a negative, you know, and then yeah. switching my thinking just a little bit. Yeah, one thing I find about triathletes, because we do race in um, the outdoors, um, there's inclement weather, there's, um, you know, road closures, there's uh, things that are beyond our control um, on race day, on, in our training. Um, and I find that triathletes, we endure for sure. Um, and I was telling my athletes as races, you know, as the spring and or the late winter and the spring was starting to cancel, cancel, cancel. You know, the one thing I did say to them is that you're not alone. It's not no. like you were out for a bike ride and had a crash or something and now you're injured and you can't do your race and you're the only one and everybody else is out there killing it. You know, everyone is in the same boat, you know, unless you just happen to have a endless pool in your backyard, which I don't, (laughs) no one is swimming barely for for months on end. And, you know, and again, depending on where you're living, some people weren't even allowed to ride their bike outside. So they were also, you know, stuck inside if they even had a trainer. So we were all in this or are all in the same we're all in the same position, you know. And so, I think and that's I, actually something that you can use, yes. right? Because, you know, that's one of the most beautiful things about uh, the triathlon community, right? Is the fact that it is such a tight knit community, right? Mm-hmm. Group rides, group runs, group swims. Group swims yep. You know, it's, it's people that are so serious about their sport, finding other people that are so serious about their sport <laughs> yeah. and doing it together, right? Yes. Now, there are definitely parts that were taken away, right? Mm-hmm. So group bike rides, group runs, group zones, the group they weren't stuff. happening, right. right? But what you just mentioned is that you guys still have so much in common, right? All these races getting canceled, mm-hmm. having to adjust your training, maybe yeah. having to do virtual things. And so I think there's still an opportunity to leverage that community mm-hmm. to one, rely on each other for accountability right? Everyone's kind of struggling about staying inside and adjusting training. You guys are all going through it, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, use your teammates, use people that you train with for accountability. Um, But then the other thing is those people can be a resource too. So you might deal with the lack of swimming in a better way than one of your teammates. Mm -hmm. And your teammates might deal with not being able to run on a track or, you know, go on long runs with a group better than you and you guys can share ideas right you can say you know that person can say Anna like how did you deal with this and they Mm -hmm. can get ideas from that and um, I just think there's a lot of room there to learn from each other and to see what their lessons on the past were and how they're integrating that and it might spark some ideas that you might not have thought of uh, give you some new perspectives and so there's still a lot of ways that even though you guys aren't physically together, there's still a lot of ways to kind of leverage that beautiful community. 
Yeah, and on that note, I definitely do want to say that if anyone has a question um, for Marius, um, you can either post it in the comments now, um, and if we don't get to it today, uh, then we will um, we'll start with the questions that were posted um, on this uh, Facebook Zoom Live um, on our next session next week, Wednesday, also at the exact same time, 4.30 uh, Mountain Standard Time. Um, Marius, is there anything that you wanted to close with with regards to reassessing our goals, um, you know, to segue us into the present? Like what would be, you know, if you had an athlete who was really struggling and we had had a conversation, I mean, what would you, you know, other than the controlling the controllables, which I love, I love that skill. I mean, that's something I would circle and I would just keep up in front of me yep. just to have it, just to remind me, you know, when, when times, you know, I mean, we have good days and bad days, even though we know what we know, we know we can't control the past and we know we can control our attitude. Sometimes yep. just the hog and dust just works so much better, but. <laughs> well, that's, that's the biggest trick, right? The knowing and the doing are two very different things. They are. Right? Yes. And so it's, and that's one of my biggest things as a mental performance coach is how do we act on that in the moment when we need it? Right. right. It's one thing to know that I should control the controllables. Like, when I start working with athletes, they start to discover they know a lot more than they think. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of getting better at applying it. Okay. Um, so how would you get, have them do that? How do you give them that skill? Or is it so, a mantra or something? So I'm a big fan of physical reminders. So like okay. you said, um, posting it somewhere where you're looking at it, mm -hmm. you know, on your bike, putting something okay. that will help trigger you. Um, you know, we have technology, we have watches, we have phones that can ping us and remind us. Um, but I would also say it's, it's almost three parts. It's like starting with intentionality and purpose and then figuring out how to respond in the moment and then also being evaluative and reflective after the moment. Right. And so really with our conversation on the past today, I would say the biggest piece to focus on right now is that reflective piece, right? Okay. I think the best thing that people can do is really sit down and either journal, pen and paper, or on your phone, or on your laptop. I don't care where, but write out your thoughts. Um, write out what you've been feeling. Um, you know, if you're really opposed to journaling, talk to a teammate, talk to a coach. Um, you know, ask them maybe some things that they've noticed about how you've been responding or what you did really well during this time or what you didn't do so well. But you want to reflect on this time. You want to draw something from it, right? Just because you went through an experience doesn't mean you'll get better. You need to yeah. evaluate that experience, That's right? That's very true. Yeah. You have to so we, we can almost lull ourselves into a sense of security by saying, Oh, because I went through something hard, I will get better. And it's like, not well, unless not necessarily, if you didn't pull those lessons and if you don't make a commitment and dedicate yourself to applying those moving forwards, it's, it's just going to be an experience. Right. Um, and so the, the two biggest things I'd say, wherever you are, that's where you are. If you're feeling a lot <laughs> of strong emotions, Yep. feel them, you know, don't try to negate them. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you have to accept those first and then be very, you have to have the self-awareness to know what is it that you need. Do you need to reassess your goals in a very high performance sort of way? 
-hmm. or do you really need to take a step back and just take care of yourself first before you move forward? So I think that's most important. And I can't stress that enough during this time. But then second would be to find some time, you know, carve out five minutes in your day, 10 minutes in your day, break it up, maybe do it after every workout, but take some time to reflect on this. And I think a really helpful question would be at the end of all of this, whatever that may be, right? right? Maybe let's say when we finally get to train like normal, new normal, new normal, when you, when that time happens, how would you have liked to use this time? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a way of almost projecting in the future and using that past, right? Wow, so yeah. it can spur you into action now of saying, oh, you know, I wanted to use this time to spend more time with my family, spend more time with friends, to spend mm-hmm. some time on hobbies outside of triathlon. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, you know, fix my body, do some rehab, take some time off. Or maybe you say, you know, I really wanted to work on this skill. You know, maybe I really wanted to work on this weakness, whatever it is. But that's a way that we can kind of leverage that future moment Mm -hmm. and utilize the past in in a way that's going to help us get better. Yeah, I think that's great information um, to give an athlete. And I like the writing down or the journaling or some sort of and daily, like you said, and even a couple of times a day, spread it out. Um, where it's a not a constant reminder, but it's 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 always there. It's not just yeah. you write it down and then tuck it into a drawer and then it's just forgotten. Because you like you said, if you don't learn from the past, it, then it's and then it's not a lesson. It's just you're just reflecting on something and you thought that it became part of who you are, but it's not. You're you didn't learn anything, yep. right? You didn't take anything from it. Yeah. So, Marius. So next week, um, same time, uh, four thirty, yep. same day, Wednesday, and the next week we're going to be talking about where are you now. So we know where we've come from. We know that um, most of us, um, to some degree or another, our fitness has evolved, maybe not detrained, maybe this obviously with the swimming, Um, but that's our physical component. But mentally, I know a lot of athletes are, you know, now that we're starting to come out of this um, situation and, you know, and uh, stay at home orders have been lifted and pools are opening and people are outside and they're socializing now. Um, Athletes are getting, you know, kind of like a, you know, chomping at the bit. Um, And so they're excited to get back into the possibility of a race coming up that they transferred their previous races to. Um, But now there's an uncertainty of like, well, where does my fitness start? You know, am I in the same place I was before? And if I only have this many weeks, so I know physically as a coach, um, I'm helping my athletes with that. Um, and, uh, but I think on the mental side, I think they would definitely love to hear from you. And like, you know, again, using more skills and, and, and talking about uh, where they are now and the tools yeah. that they could use. And then, like I said before, any, if any of you have any questions, you can put them in the comments and we'll start our next session with the questions um, from this session. Awesome. But, yeah, Marissa, so great to talk to you. Um, yeah, it's fun. Thank you so much like for taking the time. we could keep going. I know, I know, we could. But that's that's the benefit of having another, having two more sessions planned. Yeah, so. yeah, we actually have two more sessions. Uh, next week is, um, uh, like I said, we're going to be dealing with the past, which is now, and then the present will be next week, and then we're going to talk about your future. Um, and how to play the mental game um, in the future of triathlon and not just this year but into the years to come 
So yeah. I'm really looking forward to talking with you next week. I'm excited already. Awesome. All right, I got you, lots Anna. of questions. All right, you have a great Perfect. day. Thank you so much, Mario. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.